Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, 
hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise, make us to love that which thou dost command. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Leviticus. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to all the congregation of the people of Israel, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not do injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. But in greatness, in, sorry, in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go up and down as a slander among your people. And you shall not stand forth against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason with your neighbor, lest you bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear any grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, the word of the God, the word of the Lord. A reading from the first book of Thessalonians. You yourselves know, brethren, that our visit to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and had been shamefully treated at Philippi, 
As you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the face of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from error or uncleanness, nor is it made with guile. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please men, but to please God who tests our hearts. For we never used either words of flattery, as you know, or a cloak for greed, as God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, whether from you or from others, though we may have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse taking care of her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. 
Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think of the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David, inspired by the Spirit, calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I put thy enemies under thy feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this morning's gospel lesson, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus continues his post-Palm Sunday contests and debates with the Pharisees. The argument this morning is a legal one. It is a debate between skilled, trained lawyers and Jesus himself. The question is raised, which is the greatest commandment in Jewish law? Now, that might seem like not so big a question, but it is no small one. For it is the duty of the religious leader to teach the law. For to be a faithful Jew is to follow the law. Now all total there are 613 laws in the Torah. 613 laws of Moses. 613 laws that must be followed, kept, to be a faithful, righteous Jewish person. Now there are 248 positive laws. You shall, 365 negative laws, you shall not. The existence of these 613 laws, precepts in the Torah, presented in and of itself a very substantial problem for the person who understands them to be God's will revealed, the will for the nation of Israel, salvation, righteousness. How in the world... Do you keep track of all those laws? And when they seem to conflict with one another, how do you know what law is more important than another law? There are weighty laws such as thou shalt do no murder. But what does that mean? And then there are lighter laws. Like mixing threads together in cloth. Mixing pottery together cooking. And things like this from Deuteronomy. If you chance to come upon a bird's nest in a tree or on the ground with young ones and eggs and the mother sitting upon the young or upon the eggs, you shall not take the mother with the young. You shall let the mother go 
or the young you may take to yourself, that it may go well with you and that you may live long. There are weightier laws, lighter laws. But who gets to say what murder is? Who gets to say which is which? Who gets to say killing another human is weightier than taking a mother bird? It was extraordinarily important to be duly trained and versed in Jewish law before one began to teach it to other people. It was also very common for these lawyers and rabbis to sum up the 613 laws in ways that made it easier for those who didn't have the time to spend their lives studying the law to follow and obey them. They would sum up for life application, as it were. Hillel, a great and famous teacher who taught just before the time of Jesus and is in history books, he summed up the law of Moses like this. What is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. That is the whole Torah. The rest is commentary on it. Go learn it. So, brothers and sisters, the confrontation with Jesus is a test, is a trial to see how Jesus would match up to great teachers like the rabbi Hillel. Now, really and truly, they're trying to catch and belittle Jesus So this question to sum up the law was meant to show Jesus as a fraud, huckster, as someone who did not have a good grasp of the law, someone who was unorthodox. They were trying to snare Jesus and asking him to sum up the law. It is not an easy thing to do. But Jesus' answer to the lawyer is perfect, completely traditional and orthodox. Jesus combines two positive commands. You shall love the Lord your God, from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, for those keeping score, and love your neighbor as yourself. This from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Now, when Jesus combines these two commandments, Jesus also does something original, groundbreaking. Jesus advances the moral code. Jesus puts things together in a way that had not been done before. Now, in popular Judaism, the idea, the philosophy, was that everything, the world, if you will, hung on truth, justice, and peace. Or it hung on the Torah, the temple, and deeds of kindness. In the Judaism of the day, righteousness hung on following the 613 laws, on sacrifices made at the temple, and on acts of kindness. Jesus, however, restructures all of that and restructures that which is most important. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, declares that the world hangs on love. The world hangs on love. Love of God, love of neighbor, love of self. Every single thing we do as Christians should be done, therefore, out of love for God, out of love for neighbor, and out of love for ourselves. But what does that look like? It's a very, very big question. Now, one thing that always comes to my mind when I read this is my own journey to sacrificial giving. Giving a very important thing. Now, growing up, I've gone through different ideas and stages in what it means to 
give. My earliest memory comes from North Georgia, and it is that of the mite box. Uh, we call them alms boxes now. But if you're not familiar with them, a mite box is a little cardboard box that works like a piggy bank. We have them for the United Thank Offering and for Anglican Relief and Development. And the idea of the mite box is for children, families, to collect change. So when you come home, you put the change from your pocket in this box, or if you're really good, paper money. You put those in the box for the poor, and then you turn the box into the parish as a group. Most of the time it's done during Lent and Advent, and the boxes are taken up on Easter or Christmas. And I have another mom story, I always have a mom story, but I remember being a little boy and being told by my mother when I had, I think it was a quarter, but I could not buy a piece of bubble yum at the local super stop with that quarter I had earned. Instead, I had to put that quarter in the mite box for the poor. I still remember that event from when I was so young. And I went and I think back on that event, it's kind of shameful because the nickel I put, I mean, the quarter I put in the alms box, I did not put out of love. I put that quarter in that box because my mother made me. And really, I was mad because I wanted bubble yum and I could not have it. So the world was not right. I also remember Father Don Kramer, St. Mark's, Dalton, Georgia, teaching the little children of the parish, myself included, that it was our duty, the duty of every Christian to give alms to the poor. God required us to give alms. It was and is an obligation. And so all throughout my childhood and through high school, my mother made me give the first dime of every dollar to the mite box or to the plate that went around at church. I gave to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, and to keep the parish church running. Now the next real remembrance I have of giving came when I was working my way through university. It was a rare thing after all the dues and bills were paid, but sometimes, by the grace of God, luck, I had a little money left over. And man, when I had some money left over, it was a good day. And I remember going to the 8 o'clock mass one Sunday morning with a wad of spending money in my pocket and I got a gnawing feeling. I had my whole day planned out afterwards. I wanted to keep the money and to go have fun. But yet, sitting there, the Episcopal Church of Resurrection, Starkville, Mississippi, something compelled me to take the money out of my pocket and give it to the church that day. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. That feeling was not what I would know as love. Rather, the truth is, I had the image of Father Don Kramer in obligation, and I had the image of my mother in my head. I had the ingrained notion that this was the duty of every Christian, and... I had the image of the poor in my head. So, again and again, I gave money in my pocket to the church. 
out of duty and obligation. And because my mother's image was stuck in my head. I remember the first time I ever gave money, practiced stewardship, gave sacrificially out of what I would now call love. And that was after Catherine and I were married. Catherine and I had a financial discussion, conference, and we both together made the decision that we would give the first 10% of what we earned to God through the church, not because my mother's image was burned in my head or because I still remember Father Kramer saying obligation, but out of love and thanksgiving for God's blessing on our lives. So for the first time in a concrete and tangible manner, our household was ordered by putting our love of God first, recognizing our blessings first. We do not give now out of a sense of duty or obligation, but as a real and tangible showing of our love for God. Money is the most tangible way to show God we love Him. We give now as an offering of thanks. And us getting to the point where we give out of love has made an enormous difference in our lives. It deepened our relationship with one another and with God. It gave our house a peace. It gave us freedom from the worry over material things. As Pete the cat says, buttons come and buttons go. But it gave us peace in our own well-being. In giving to God, we began to receive much more in return. Now, while I could continue to poke fun at this idea of duty and obligation and tell you more about Father Don Kramer and about obligation being a lesser idea of why we should give, I've learned from that. Instead, I propose that even though I did not know it at the time, that duty and obligation are very much a part of the idea of love on which, according to Jesus, the entirety of the world hangs. What then is love? Can we, in our own time, answer that question with any degree of certainty? When I look at the TV, when I read popular magazines, popular novels, when we look around us, self-help books, One might think love has everything to do with emotional feelings, everything to do with desire, lust, the pursuit of physical happiness. And in many encounters, I think it's very to say that people, very right to say that people do feel that way. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. I've fallen out of love. I don't love them anymore. Common statements. And they point to the idea that once an emotional feeling is gone, that when a person no longer excites another person, or that person has grown bored with who they are, love's gone. Love is, we must understand it, as our Lord Jesus Christ understands it, hangs from the cross. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. 
Love, therefore, is the willingness. Love is the commitment to sacrifice oneself for another. Love is to put the good of others before our own. The perfect example of that was given by Jesus Christ, by Christ who gave his life so that death would not be our final end. So then, the entirety of the whole world hangs on sacrifice of oneself for others, hangs on putting the needs of others before our own. That's something to think about. How and what do we sacrifice to God in real and tangible ways? And do we put the desires of God before our own? For in the end, our life, brothers and sisters, the entirety of our life comes down to that question. And that question emanates into every facet of our lives. Not only do we put God before ourselves, but do we put our families and friends and community before our own needs. The entirety of the world hangs on love. Love should be at the center of every action we take. Love is at the center of all of God's actions. Love is sacrifice. Let us, you and I, this day, commit ourselves to living lives of sacrifice. Let us commit ourselves to living lives that hang on love. And in that commitment, I promise you, our lives will be forever changed and our eyes will be opened to all the blessings that flow from God and from His creation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let's affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death.
With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. For our bishop and for all clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For this city, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Dean McBride, Carolyn Mitchell, Frank Pilgrim, Joan Todd, Leanne Duncan, Mark Scully, Jim Soler, Danielle Adams, Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, Barbara All, Donald Bailey, Julie Bankston, Eva May Barber, Steve Batt, Ann Bennett, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Johnny Brewer, Donna Buchanan, Jean Bullock, Luca Soraldo, Cindy Kraft, Matthew Kraft, Susie Dearman, Richie Edmondson, Imogene Edwards, Leslie Endrickon, Denise and Vince Fricky, Monica Gavin, Michelle Gibson, Imogene Ginn, John Geis Jr., Anne Harsh, Elizabeth Higginbotham, Brantley Jack, Leroy Jensen, Corrine Jordan, Tim Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Jack Lunsford, David Little, Edie McDaniel, Johnny McLeod, Karen Megan, Jean Miller, Harley Miller, Elvira Mitchell, June Morris, Michael Myrick, Adrian O'Neill, Dorothy Owens, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Amanda Prince, Susan Ray, Shirley Reiner, Margaret Robinson, Jeff Robert Rogers, Norman Rowe, Diane Scott, Dole Scott, Chris Scully, Steve Shepard, Thomas Smith, Tony Stiles, Bobby Taylor, Jimmy Walters, Adrian Warren, Joe Beth Young, and those we now name, let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Than Reeder and Celeste Viel, 
Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Marcia and Warren Holiday, for your handmaids with child, especially Catherine Brown, Laura Sarah, Jennifer Higginbotham, Elizabeth Touche, and Danielle Todd, for the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Baltazar, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Tleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Joshua Huffmaster, Eric Hermillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Kyle Redman, Harold Russell, Joe Vincent, James Warner, and Mark Waters. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of resurrection, especially Daryl Burnham, Bob Salt, Ali Lenau, Alston Boyd Wade III, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. O Lord Jesus Christ, who still today dost tread the busy thoroughfares of life in readiness to heal and save, open our eyes that we may recognize thy presence. Open our hearts that we may trust thy love for us. Open our lips that we may joyfully confess thee before men. We ask it for thy dear name's sake. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against thee. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life.
please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Okay, uh, if I can have everybody's a, a, attention, uh, we're, we're a very friendly bunch today, and, and, and that's wonderful to see, but uh, the announcements this week are longer than the sermon, so we better go ahead and, and, and dig in. Uh, today continues at 3 p.m. with our confirmation class that will meet in the parish hall, and we'll be looking at, uh, we'll be looking at the liturgy of the sacrament, uh, why we do what we do in church, so, and hopefully also the our, our sacramental theology. So you're invited and welcome to join us for that. Uh, then tonight at 6, we will have our EYC, and I don't think anyone signed up. As of, Someone signed up. Great. Okay, so someone's feeding the EYC tonight, which is awesome and wonderful. Thank you. Uh, this week is it will be uh, sort of a normal one around the week. Thursday night, I invite you all to Eagle Fest at St. John's Day School. That's a, a, a activity of the Parents Club, which is a fundraiser for the, for the day school. So over there, you, you, you'll find uh, goodies to eat, uh, solid auction items, and a lot of fun for the kids. Then on Saturday night, we'll have our uh, 11th annual wine tasting and silent auction at the home of Lex and Lynn Lindsay. There's some really wonderful trips and things for auction, some uh, awesome and unique wines and craft beers and uh, hors d'oeuvres to go with them. So you may buy tickets for that from uh, members of the vestry or through the parish office. There are, I think, some members of the vestry here today, so see them. Uh, and then also, we need people to sign up to serve wine that evening. You may do so online, or there's a sign-up sheet on the back table of the church, in the sacristy hallway, bulletin board, or on the table uh, by my office. So you're invited and encouraged to do that. I also want to point your attention to the thanks- Sunday School Thanksgiving Project. We have contacted local nursing homes and asked them what their residents need. You will see a list of what they need. If you would like to join in with our Sunday school, uh, getting them supplies uh, for our Thanksgiving project, you are welcomed, invited, and encouraged to do so. And the list is there. I also wanted to point out or to invite you all to make sure you knew that our own Carl and Betty Moore's uh, uh, father passed away uh, Saturday, I believe. Friday, I thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, visitation for that will be 5 to 7 p.m. at Memory Chapel on Monday. The service will be held at Westminster Presbyterian Church at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. So uh, they wanted you to be sure to know that you were invited to that. 
Uh, also, this week is going to be uh, an extraordinarily unusual week at the parish. I, I am the bearer of bad news. Uh, Mrs. Elizabeth Higginbotham, uh, a few days ago, I can't remember, maybe Friday now, but uh, she uh, was in an incident involving where she was moving uh, a, a glass candle, oil-filled glass candle, uh, and the candle exploded on her, causing secondary burns on uh, a major part of her face and head, chest and shoulders. Uh, so she was in the burn unit at, at Central Mississippi, uh, is home now convalescing, but will not be with us this week, I feel very sure. Uh, so please, uh, she's asked that you keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Our pastoral care team is, is taking food to them and, and making sure they're okay. Uh, also, uh, Florencia Mendoza, our sexton and nursery keeper, her husband uh, was on holiday visiting his brother in New Jersey and had a ruptured appendix uh, and was in such bad shape in the hospital that the priest actually came to administer last rite. So she is still, she traveled up to be with him. Uh, all that is to say that we have a lot of things to pray for. And also, uh, if you need something from the parish, good luck. No, no, <laughs> no. In all seriousness, uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, in all seriousness, we, we, we will have, uh, a lot of people have volunteered to help out. But if you need me, please know that on the back of the bulletin, uh, there, you, there you will see mobile. That, that is my phone number that I have with me at all times. Yeah, Ms. Pat? Ma'am? I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I had a long list, so I'm going to end with that. But, so if you need something this week, uh, that's my mobile phone number. The easiest way to get in touch with me, uh, Mr. Billy Wilson, our bookkeeper, is here till about 11 uh, every day. So, so someone should be around and we'll have volunteers. So please be aware of that uh, and be patient with us uh, as we do that. And please keep uh, those who serve this parish in your prayers. Finally, uh, next Sunday uh, is our bishop's visit. You are all invited uh, to our confirmation mass when the bishop will come confirm. We have adults and, and, and uh, teenagers that will be confirmed. Uh, we will have a gala breakfast at 930? 9.30. I believe it's in the bulletin. Uh, 9.30. Uh, and then that evening we'll have our All Souls Requiem Mass where we remember the dead of the parish and anyone you wish to have remembered. Uh, there will be an email going out this week in the Book of Remembrance is in the back of the church. So I think that is, that's about all I can say about everything. Uh, so, can I say one thing? Oh, Troy, Troy has, a, okay. has an announcement. I, I actually forgot to prepare anything uh, about this, but this past week uh, I was contacted by um, the International Students Group at um, USM, and there are several new students this year, well, quite a few. They all come from countries not as wealthy as ours, and uh, they have to really pinch pennies. And I'm told that there is a need for five beds. These people are trying to collect together furniture to set up places to live. So if anybody has um, extra beds that they're not using or don't plan to use, or most people single have beds, one or two in the singles, yeah. Single beds. They're usually in the attic or something or whatever. <laughs> but so. whatever you have, yeah. Okay, so international, we have some international music students that are in need of things. So if you have a, a bed or any uh, sort of dorm-like furniture that you're not using, contact Troy. So, not me, but that's good. Okay, so again, everyone, welcome. 
Ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name, bring offerings and come into his courts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the grace and the mercy and the love of God. May we 
contain that in our souls more and more. And may we go out into this world fed, forgiven, blessed, being the hands and feet of Christ in a dark and broken world. We remember those who live in areas of violence and famine and poverty. We also remember those Christians who for their faith are persecuted, especially those around the Middle East. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing. Always and everywhere to give thanks to you. Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, for you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me.
After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension. We offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father,
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, the honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.